Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am here to settle the GOAT debate once and for all. I am the greatest athlete of all time, Nick. <laughs> I'm Julie. And I'm Emma. Julie, we talk about a lot of things this week. What are some of them? Well, definitely uh, men in wigs and also men not in wigs who are sad and depressing and anxiety-making. So I have a really great track record of recommending shows oh, and to 26, people. I think. So I decided to pick something perhaps a little bit more historical, more emotional, with more depth. And Julie um, came to my house and threw a Molotov cocktail through my window <laughs> in response. I installed martial law at your house. Because... <laughs> it's over in Taiwan, but not for you, babe. Obviously, we talk about our bread and butter, the only carbs that we can allow ourselves to consume. That is Drag Race. UK, US, which was your favorite this week? Ooh, good question. I'm going to go with USA. As we've learned, but I did not know earlier this week, it is quite difficult to OD on Paxil. But did I take the necessary precautions? You took two We do what we can to survive. And what I did was extreme and unnecessary. The title of my autobiography... (laughs) That's not the title of your biography. What's the title of your autobiography? I think it was Oops. (laughs) I did it again. We talk a little bit about Britney. Free Britney, framing Britney. Get a load of Britney because we're going to be talking about her soon. So we hope you enjoy this episode with the world's longest intro. This one was supposed to be shorter. We had so much more to cover. I didn't even talk about our games yet. Stop editing me, Julie. (laughs) That was perfect. Amazing. Let's go to town. All right, well, let's start off with did anybody do my homework? Which was obviously Julie. Derek, life in and of itself, because I didn't. I only did 30 minutes of it. I kept falling asleep. What about it was so snooze provoking? Because maybe this is the secret to you finally getting rest. Oh, I didn't make it through the night. And let me tell you, last night was nightmare-orama. Like, fall asleep, got to fight off the apocalypse, which was coming in the shape of the nothing, like from the never-ending story. Wake up, change my wet shirt, because you sweat through the night when you get older. Go back to bed, then I have to work in a freaking restaurant that has stairs and I don't know any of the menu items and I can't figure out how to work the freaking POS system and everyone's mad at me and then I have to cook stuff too. Wake up again, change my shirt one more time. It's five o'clock. I might as well just get up at this point. No, let's go back to sleep and the traumatizing room of my last job where I finally just in tears said, I don't have to work here. They're like, you're going to do A, B, and C. I'm like, or I could not work here anymore. They're like, no, you're going to do A, B, and C. I'm like, or I'm going to quit. And the last time they were like, you could do A, B, or Z. I'm like, or I can just leave it back at back. <laughs> so even though I did quit and I powered myself and I left, it is still this like reoccurring nightmare. So did I get good sleep? No, I did not. <laughs> did I fall asleep quickly at some time? Yes, I did. How long has it been since you've worked in a restaurant? Oh my God. It's still my trauma. It's still my stress dream. Don't you ever have to go back to high school? They like call you in in your dream and they're like, so you didn't graduate and you have to come back and retake Spanish, which I never took in the first place. No, honestly, I'm like so maxed out on anxiety from just my mental machinations that real life stuff just does not phase me anymore. Like crisis. 
whatever. Happens. But I mean, what's your, do you have a reoccurring stressy nightmare? Like, are you working in a restaurant? Are you going to high school? Are you, do you maybe no. just don't, but maybe actually, a wake life is enough for you? Like, knock on wood, I can't remember the last time I had a nightmare. <laughs> I just exist as your nightmare, Julie. <laughs> I know. It's not true. You have a lot of joy. You watch a lot of pornography. I think you're okay. But <laughs> what else are you going to do? It's the pandy. You got to give yourself a handy in the pandy. Hey, um, so Emma was the only good person on this podcast, as usual. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Let's just deify her now. Hopped on and was like, oh my God, did you watch Derek? And she's like, I watched it. I'm like, no, I only made it through half an hour. Now Emma's going to beat us into watching the rest of us without telling us anything about it. Um, yeah, it was, it was stunning. It was, it was magic. Magic. It was philosophy meets a magic show. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever been caught up in a magician. (laughs) I know, because Nick's eyebrows are really speaking my heart right now. I know. Magic plus philosophy. There's some sort of, like, David Blaine is a spectacle for a reason. People find him to be a captivating school for a reason. He's the one who drove the wedge with his magic. (laughs) Precisely. Uh, but you know, so I believe that there is something captivating about it and I believe that he integrated it with some interesting philosophical questions and interpersonal dynamics that I like ended up being stunning. Stunning is a big word. Did you I cry? Know. Cause I remembered that I where I heard this from was my really good friend, Lena Waith on Instagram <laughs> and said, watch this. You think you're welcome. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's all I need. If Lena Waith tells me to watch it, she said she cried. I cried. If it helps, um, both Tim Gunn and Bill Gates were in the audience at various points. <laughs> so Tim clearly Gunn. it's something being seen by movers and shakers, well, <laughs> influencers. Tim Gunn neither <laughs> moves nor people shakes. Over 60. <laughs> yeah. what, Nick? Tim Gunn neither With moves hearts. nor shakes. He is celibate. Very contained. Super contained in a wiry little frame that just needs to let loose. I don't think it's going to happen. No, he's close to death. <laughs> And it, look, Mr. Sunshine has arrived. Nick. Hi. I uh, was 20 minutes late to this podcast because I had to walk two feet from my bed to my desk. <laughs> Quite the arduous journey it is. I will well, say, that I sounds... think if Tim goes close to death, he'll be happy that he went to that show before he died. Just <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Always bringing it back around. I Good job, that. Emma. That, that definitely was well makes done. Watch it. I tried. Yeah. I really tried. I should have stayed up. I should have just fought the sleep instead of going to Nightmare Alley. So, Julie, while you were having your restless nights of constant nightmares, I was having a little fun time of my own. A um, couple people at my work tested positive for COVID, so naturally we had to do that whole everyone get tested again, which is constant delight. Then I decided to recapture my time, a la Maxine Waters, and... Reclaiming your time? Yeah, but I'm recapturing it. <laughs> I took what she said and I made it different slightly. Like how white people do things, you know? Yep. (laughs) So I decided I'm going to make some lentils. We finally got an induction burner because my parents refused to allow me to buy them a new stove. So Emma brought that over. I bought specialty pans and I was like, I'm going to make lentils. Why not? (laughs) In the process, I'm making a specific oil with uh, some chives and some garlics and coriander, some uh, fennel seed, you know, all in olive oil, making it nice and pretty. When I get a call from Emma about some of the many chaoses that are happening. And then during that, I take my medicine, 
and then I take my medicine again, and then I burn my oil. I end the conversation with Emma. There's still lentils cooking. I'm overwhelmed. Now I'm about to have serotonin poisoning because I took two doses of Paxil. So <laughs> I stop in my tracks. And I'm like, well, I think I just cry now, right? I think I just start <laughs> sobbing. And then once the tears didn't come because I am a what sociopath, I decided, well, I have to throw up. I have to throw up. I took two pills. So then I go upstairs and full on mean girls. Oh. Uh, just like vomit up the entire contents of my stomach, which was water and Oreos. And I felt a lot better. <laughs> Chromatica Oreos are just regular Oreos. I When I ate Question. them, they were regular Oreos, but because of the gay nurturing environment of my stomach, when I threw them up, they had, they were reborn. They were born this way. You were born this way as Chromatica Oreos. So did you vomit up a pill? Well, there was a lot of froth, so I couldn't quite see. <laughs> but I was like, at that point, I was like, I've done all I can. I've I feel like you get up. huge points for not calling 911. Thank you. <laughs> or Emma or anybody and just handling yourself. Well, I just talked to Emma. It was too soon. But you hadn't talked to her about the overdose. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I'm already on such a high dose. It's like very close to the highest that they will prescribe people. And I was like, I just took double that. I'm going to die. Is serotonin poisoning a thing? It sure is. Google, it'll terrify you. At what level? Is it so two pills is enough? I'm not a chemist. I'm. (laughs) Paraoxetine is relatively safe in overdose and is rarely fatally ill when taken alone. Rarely, but not never. Patients have survived paroxetine overdoses up to 3,600 milligrams. Moderate overdoses up to 30 times the normal daily dose have been, found, have been found to be associated with minor or no symptoms. I Googled it. Have been found. See, what I'm reading is people die. There are people that die. How many milligrams did you take? I took, well, here's the thing. I don't even know if I took the second pill. I was just pretty sure. And I was like, well, we can't risk it. But I took 80 milligrams all day if I double that. Okay, so they're saying up to 30 times normal amount of you. <laughs> Julie, I have taken a fourth of a dropper full of CBD. Agreed. Agreed. And I've been Agreed. like, I'm Agreed. currently dying. I'm with so. you. I took two, like an Aleve, and then I woke up in the middle of the night and took another one. I'm like, it's a, not another one for eight hours. <laughs> yes. I've done that too with ibuprofen. I've taken four within like four hours and I'm like, oh, this is the end. I had a PT tell me that there's really no point in taking ibuprofen if you don't take four of them. So really other than the fact that as soon as I start taking them, I start burping up sulfur. I think they're really good for me. (laughs) That would have saved me. That actually probably wouldn't have saved me the sleepless night of constantly eating bagels to coat my stomach. (laughs) Cause I was like, well, I've got an ulcer now. That's just, I can feel it happening. I feel like I know what I should have gotten you for Christmas, which was a pillbox. And that would really solve all these problems. I mean, there are, I will just create new ones, won't I? Because after I got my pulse ox, which everyone should have in this pandemic this year. It's true. Says, it's true. I decided, you know what? I think I have diabetes. And despite the you fact that You need a that glucose I, monitor for that, not a pulse ox. And so I bought one, Julie. I have one. You could have mine. <laughs> So I bought a glucose. I still haven't opened it because I got over it, but I have it if I need it. <laughs> I did it. I did that sugar detox and the guy suggested you buy one and I never learned anything from it except that my blood sugar is really high when I don't get any sleep. Okay. So get more <laughs> sleep. Uh, okay. No. What is really high for you? 
not that high. Okay. Like 120, 140. But I feel like the way I'm eating and everything I'm doing, I should be in the magic zone constantly. Yeah. But I'm over it now. Now it just sits on the box because I'm not. Do you know why? Do you know why I thought I had diabetes? Because when I went to the doctor most recently, she was just like, you know, some of these things, you know, we see it in patients with diabetes. You don't have diabetes. And I was like, I've got diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I don't have it. So I have it. She lied. Secrets and lies. The universe can only hear. They can only hear the positive. They can't hear the negatives. So when they say you don't have diabetes, all you hear is you have diabetes because you are open like the universe. I am an indigo child, as I've been told. And I was like, okay, well, I would like a receipt for return because this child is not doing great. But you and Emma are wearing matching shirts and you guys look amazing. Describe it to our podcast listeners. What color is the shirt? Oh, I bet you have a better word than I do. Um, I'm going to go with like somewhere in between a cinnamon and a pumpkin. Yeah, burnt sienna, maybe. Burnt sienna. It's a very interesting shade that both of you have hit, hit it out of the park with. It brings out my jaundice. <laughs> All right, so we've already defined that you've done none of the homework I asked you to do. I know. I totally lied and said I did. But you, you saw didn't. through it. We both know you didn't watch the movie. <laughs> what movie? The Derek D. Dada in and of itself. What's the guy's name, Emma? Delgadio. Hey, Delgadio. <laughs> I thought these were two different movies this entire time. I thought what you were talking about, what Emma was talking about, were two separate things. Why am I here? What do I bring? Well, we can talk about what you yes. bring. <laughs> well, we know that you brought me to a exhausting, <laughs> horrible movie called Thoughts on Your Name Engraved Here. I'm going to let you hear in. Excuse your me. Name, I was your like, name you engraved here in. There we go. <laughs> Let's let you talk about it first. Martial law has just been suspended in Taiwan, and... We start off with this bloodied boy recounting a story to whom we don't know. The yarns they weave as we learn what brought him into that position. Was it homosexuality? A hundred percent. Yes. Was it devastating? Absolutely. Did the end rip my heart out? Entirely. I thought it was enjoyable, though. You are on the edge of your seat (laughs) at every moment if they're going to get caught and attacked. On top of that, it's not like they fall into it. They're both resisting in different ways. It's so anxiety-making, so sad, and like fingernails on a chalkboard, contains a single whiny saxophone through most of the (laughs) entire thing that later turns into a single whiny trumpet. (laughs) If you know me, you will know that jazzy saxophone makes me want to hurt myself and other people. So we're already going to die. We're going to get killed by the guys in the school. We're going to get killed by the dorm leader, and then terrible. Okay, well... Didn't you love that one of the boys grew up to be Kenny G? (laughs) Okay, Birdie, smoking hot. Ridiculously hot. Super attractive. Other guy, worst crier and worst kisser I've ever seen in my life. Emma, there are three very uncomfortable kissing scenes. One with an older man who's like trying to get it on with him. And he's like this. He's like an old man covering his <laughs> teeth. The young guy is because he doesn't want to be kissed. So he's like. Eh, 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 eh. So then the birdie guy tries to kiss him. And he's like. Eh, 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 eh. There's not one good makeout scene. No good kissers. Um, I felt like the sex scene in the shower was an assault. I did not enjoy it that. Was. It was an assault. Yeah. And then they didn't leave. And then they don't show you how they get out of there. So what's happening now? Oh, my God. So at, I, I'm just going to ruin it for you. Spoiler alert. Fast forward a minute if you don't want to know. So they break apart. It's just really not possible to be openly gay in Taiwan at this point. So they separate to never see each other again. They, the 
I can't remember the other character's name who wasn't Birdie. Jion, J-I-A, Schwan. He comes <laughs> back when they're in their 60s and finds Birdie and is basically like, I've always loved you. I've loved you forever. And he's like, neat, I gotta go. So then he's like, uh-huh. come up to my room. And he's like, no, see ya. So he's like, I'll walk with you for a while. Then the jazzy saxophone comes in that's now turned into a jazzy trumpet. <laughs> you know when you like put the cover on it so you can be like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> they sing this horrible song that they once cried to over the phone together. And that's it. Oh my God. So there's not even a happy that's ending. It. No. The guy who isn't Birdie does grow up to like be okay with his homosexuality. He grows up to be hot, wealthy. <laughs> he wins. Sorry. That was just funny to me. <laughs> he doesn't win because he's like, Birdie, let's go. We're still young. Let's do it in my room. And he's like, no, let's go for a walk. I thought it was heart-wrenching and beautiful. I thought there were times that were difficult to watch, but isn't good art supposed to be painful? No. Which moments weren't hard to watch? The part where Birdie's dad came and beat the shit out of him or when the other guy's dad beat the shit out of him or when the guy who ran the dorm beat the shit out of both of them or... When his best friends turned on him and beat the crap out of him. So between all of those moments, <laughs> when they went on their little trip to the city. Okay, and they didn't right, go on a Okay, yes, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. And they went on their trip to the city, right? Before, and they saw this gay protester protesting for gay rights get carried away by the militia. <laughs> so the happy moment's coming. The... Uh, <laughs> Birdie tried to fight it off and was being very progressive and lovely about it. And they had some nice times in that little hotel vestibule thing. The stolen moments were precious. Yes, there was a lot of like, let me rest my head on your shoulder on the train when no one will think it's sexy. I thought you would enjoy the fact that they never fully copulated. Except when he raped him in the bathroom. Okay. Rape is a strong word. (laughs) He, mol- he like, low-key molested. Here's what I wrote. Did they set a mood? Yes. Was I anxious and slightly turned on? Yes. Am I glad that I had this experience? Uh, no. After all this, I needed a happy ending, and at this point in the pandemic, I needed a win. It was mostly dialed on. The singing was awful. Things were lost in translation. What I recommended? <laughs> Young gays who are not on the verge of suicide? Maybe. Yikes. <laughs> Bring on the men in wigs and put some lipstick on them, and let's get this party started. Jeez Louise, Nick, why'd you make me watch this? I give it about 88 gemstones. <laughs> yes, those are my notes. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say, obviously, I have oh, a Oh, and bi- the gay, the priest was gay? Everyone's gay. <laughs> that was the beauty of it. So, in the beginning, okay, did you not think he had killed Birdie and that's why he was in there and he was bloody? I thought he had killed him. No. Oh, I did. I thought he accidentally killed him. Accidentally. <laughs> in a passionate rage. <laughs> and he was trying to get counseling from this priest who's from Montreal. And he's like really passionately like why isn't it okay who i love why doesn't your god accept me i want to go to heaven what the hell and the guy's like you know i don't i think you should go and then 30 years later the priest is dead but he was living with the man and he thought he was going to hell i thought it was a beautiful indictment on the way that no i thought i mean was it a fun joyous romp dot 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 fun dot 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 no but was it touch- Was it touching? Was it heartfelt? Was it emotionally stimulating? Was it actually stimulating in the shower? Yes. I would not recommend this movie to anyone who's in the pandemic at the moment. Okay, heard. Well, if, <laughs> if I was, it so if you're out of the pandemic, anybody out there, and you want to be pulled down, this is no. A movie for you. Sometimes you want a movie that just destroys you. No. Um, I mean, I thought 
it was a realistic portrayal of how did you from your experience of growing up in taiwan in 1987 you felt like it was really realistic to your but this is all that i have to base that time period on from the homosexual perspective so obviously it is gospel now a gospel that allows gay people into heaven the preferred gospel and it's just there aren't always happy endings and i thought that that was very real it was very raw and I felt anytime I can feel things, it's so rare. I do enjoy that experience. And this movie made me feel. Oh, that's nice. My last line was, why do people <laughs> give a crap who has sex with you? And if they're going to hell, no worries. You didn't suck that D. You don't have to go. So go home and take care of you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Betty White in the flesh. I'm telling you, but I'm going to post it somewhere. <laughs> Betty White said the same thing on Larry King. They were doing a retrospective of, I guess, people who outlived Larry King. And... <laughs> Um, one of them was like, you have a lot of gay fans. What do you say to your gay public? And she's like, what's well, not my, gay- they're just gay people who are public. It's like part of the public domain. But she was just like, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. What you do with someone. It's just not, a- she just, she didn't say anything super like sticky or championing. Like, oh my God, I love the gays. Let's generalize them. She's just like, do whatever, whatever the fuck you want. Why does it bother me? It doesn't bother me. Next question, Lay. God, she's a saint. She's amazing. And Rapper I want her to spill rap. the tea on Cary Grant. I know she knows. I'm sure she knows a lot of things. Holler at your girl. I know you know me. I know you want to tell me. Oh, God. Um, I did accidentally watch the free Britney documentary when I was supposed to be doing our homework. Oh, I haven't yet, but I want to. Is it good? <laughs> I mean, it definitely takes you back to a different time and confirms that Justin Timberlake is a piece of crap. Um, it's real sad. It's, real, it's all real sad. It's all real sad. Yeah. Her Instagram's real sad. It's just all real sad. You don't like when she's doing the uh, spinning. I turned it to Diane Sawyer. Everyone started coming for Diane Sawyer so hard because they replayed that interview oh, with her, God. where she was just like, "Why are you crazy, bitch? Why are you crazy?" And she's just like, "Um, I'm a mother, trying her best." So. Yes, thankfully we have evolved, and you could see that this would never happen now. People no. would not be allowed to ask about her virginity and if she feels bad about it and how people are supposed to accept that she's sexy and innocent and doesn't she think the way she dresses encourages people to treat her a certain way like you're just like good god and the paparazzi was totally crazy back then and they still don't take responsibility so back in i'm gonna make this story about me buckle up back when she came out with blackout and the song piece of me changed the musical landscape as we know it I had this beautiful vision of her, you know, when she performed half-heartedly at the VMAs and it was supposed to be her comeback and she was in the lingerie and it was uncomfortable for everyone because she wasn't ready to be there. She seemed forced into that situation and she wasn't singing Peace of Me. How amazing would it have been after being destroyed by the public, the media at large, who all just sort of pushed her off to sea like a frozen whore, came back and was like, you want a piece of me? And the lyrical content of that is just, whoever wrote it did an amazing job. And if she had just attacked every verse and was like, you want a piece of me? Justin Timberlake, you want a piece of me? Perez Hilton, you want a piece of me? Fuck, what more do you want from me? And then she pulled the stringy extensions out of her hair and threw them at the crowd. Ah, would have been magic. That would have been great. I wish she could go back in time and make that happen. They made money off of her and then disowned her as soon as she wasn't capitalistically viable anymore. But she's still capitalistically viable. If she did a residence at Vegas in Vegas, it would be sold out constantly. Yeah, have you seen that meet when there's a, a cutaway and they're like, um, it's Britney, bitch. And some homosexual got a recording of that because there's like a dun, 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 dun. And so this 
gay from the crowd just screams, who is she? <laughs> and then it's like, it's Britney, bitch. And that became such a thing. Ah, heartwarming moments. It does turn out that a conservatorship rarely, if ever, gets overturned. So. Yeah, so there's not really hope for freeing Britney, right? Well, plus she doesn't seem all there on her Instagram. She wants to try an ice cream facial next year. She's just kind of got a lot going on. Should we talk about men in wigs? Let's do it. Where should we go first? Let's go across the pond. Is it coming up? Is it existing? It is. So far I have nothing except it says UK morning glory. With Lawrence Jenny. What about Ellie Diamond calling out RuPaul? Like, how come I don't get a nickname? You're like, uh, you're going home next week, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that sassy? I didn't think so. Yes. So we get back in the room. It starts out. We were still not over last week. Blah, 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 blah. Shocked Put some respect Estina. on her name. Estina Mandela. <laughs> oh, I know. When Lawrence Jenny is like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, shut up, Lawrence. My guess is Lawrence is pretty annoying. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, especially now that Lawrence is winning a lot, I've grown to hate him. Not hate him, I just, whatever people are successful, I distrust them. I like the underdog. The underdog bites back, as says Tia Coffee. Whom I love, underdog. <laughs> From the get-go, I all of my top picks were wrong, but I always saw something special in that. It's true, Tia it's very Coffey. true. We're all impressed. Um, so I, we don't have to do go bit by bit. This take the cake thing I thought was completely stupid. I did think Bimini won it completely hands down. I thought she was really funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really under, I mean, and this is coming from me. I don't super understand the need to hypersexualize everything. And that's the <laughs> tactic that every other queen used and varying degrees of discomfort. Um, I thought perhaps taste did it the best. Maybe it's just cause I find taste the most sexually attractive. But Bimini had some solid quips about Brexit. Um, yes. I would like you to screenshot, go through your screenshots and just look at the um, pit crew guys, the Brit crew. They are actually paying attention, which I don't feel like the American guys ever do. They are completely disgusted when it's boring, they're bored. <laughs> when they're into it, they're into it. They are hilarious. Oh my God. Tia Coffee, not into it. Ellie Diamond, who's she? Bimini, I see you, girl. <laughs> Ginny Lemon, what the? Ginny Lemon close up. Sister, sister. I'm so upset with her. Yeah, they're like violent. They're like, we want to we wanna gay bash her right now. Veronica Green. I like how he's looking down with her. Oh, this Ahura screenshot. Oh, my God. Well done. Thank you. But I think in America, either the pit crew moves out of the way or we just don't see their face. Like we would be up close on the queen. Oh. So we don't usually get yeah. to see their disgust. I feel like the American guys are like, hey, RuPaul, one of us isn't even gay. <laughs> Bryce, he started a YouTube channel. He's the redheaded pit crew member. And he evidently has a master's degree in aerospace engineering. What? <laughs> Which makes sense so why he's such a poor <laughs> dancer. Can't he get on Space Force? I mean, can he just... Don't disrespect our troops, Julie. <laughs> Back to UK. So Bimini <laughs> wins. 
and she gets to pick all the parts for the morning glory talk show. Nice. <laughs> um, I tried to watch this twice. I didn't know what they were talking about. I didn't know what was happening. I thought Bimini and Trace were really cute. Obviously, Veronica Green was a nightmare. Sister Sister was a nightmare. Uh, Lawrence is always funny. She has a funny delivery. And I thought Ohora was great. Yeah, I mean, I only really know about... I haven't watched Towie. The only way is Essex. <laughs> but I know about Essex through Gemma Collins. <laughs> Get the fire exit door. <laughs> yes, I'm off. Fucking love her. Cheryl Hole played her in the last season Snatch Game. She's a delight. If you ever want to waste two hours with absolute chaos. You made us. You've already made us do that. Yeah. Well, you should do it again. What were your thoughts on the overall challenge? So Bimini absolutely killed it. I thought she absolutely understood the challenge. She was a great MC, which I feel like is the hardest role because you kind of have to be the straight man, but still find your moments, even though you have a lot of moments. Tia was passable. I think Ahura actually did do very well. Ellie Diamond, I don't quite understand. She's she's very large and in charge, but her personality has not quite met up with her corporeal existence. Ahura crying and talking about her insecurity was a mess. <laughs> Julie it was, right now but it was is swapping of three between two pictures of Ahura three. sobbing. It's like a little gif. Um, yeah, so she's really sad. <laughs> and she had to, she got lip fillers because her chin was too large in her estimation. I um, understand the, I, you can't say anything worse to me than I say to myself, right? Like I'm going to beat myself up all day long. So anytime you say anything, it's like a pile on yeah. and I'm going to attack everybody else. I did like when she was like, so when we were in Untucked, I said some shit about you. Tia's like, oh yeah, what'd you say? She's like, oh, you know, you're basic. It's time for you to back it up and go home. You're not with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that you should change or alter your personality to appease others, but if you're going on a reality TV show, I get that it's harder to be vulnerable, but if you have this unearned sense of confidence that's a projection, like, masking your insecurities, it's just so unlikable. No one's ever going to respond well to that. Be the super shitty self-effacing queen that Tia Coffee is. America's sweetheart, and she's not even American. Then you've got a horror. It's like, okay, I understand the root, the waters of your insecurity run deep, and you've built a bridge over it that's just a bitch. But, Made of silicone. Which is like, all those elements I don't mind, but together in her, do not like. I like her better now, after this week. Once she's beaten down. <laughs> Well, I think her beret is too tight. I think that's step one. When I was working backstage at the ballet, there was a little boy who had to be a page. And literally, they like walk out on stage, stand there holding flowers for an entire act, and then they come back. And we're like, oh, great job, little six-year-old Anthony, whatever. He comes back. He's wearing a big floppy hat with like a brim. And he's like, it's so tight, I can't breathe. And he just bursts into tears, and he held it together the whole time. So I think that's what's wrong with Ohora. I think that her beret is just too tight. And she has had all this work done, and she's still not an attractive boy or girl. Do you think? Yikes. Attraction is subjective. I don't know. I'm still reeling for the Britney documentary, and I'm like, am I Diane Sawyer? <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Let's get to the looks where we're allowed to be evil. What do we think of RuPaul's look? So I like that she was inspired by Utica by way <laughs> of Carol, and she looks like she's wearing curtains on her shoulders. Little brunette look. And what is this wig? I do not know. It looks like Lawrence's boy hair. <laughs> I love. All right. So the runway is monster mash. So you have to have 
two different monsters why come together it took me a while to get the concept. I know it's specifically stated in there. I thought Monster Mash was just like, okay, monsters and Monster <laughs> Mash is a song. Be yeah. monsters. <laughs> I'm right there I didn't realize you. you had to no make an amalgamation of monsters. So when Veronica Green came out as this, I <laughs> was like, okay, well-crafted, but where's the direction? Like, edit. You're Medusa, <laughs> but you're a pig? Those aren't even conflatable historical myths from ancient Greece. Like, at least do have... Gorgon, I just put a Hercules. I just, I was confused. Well, now that you know, and I also did not know until I had watched a different like recap show about it, that that was the theme. I was like, oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought this look was amazing. That hair is crazy. very well done. Yeah. And if she she, put the prosthetic on right. Yes. The prosthetics have been very rough. This in in both series, America and UK. Look at that one. I thought I had a close up. That's just his face. That's just Veronica Green's face. It's so rude. But yeah, yeah, it's rough. You underestimated me before. You underestimated me again. I know. He's like, there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I still think you should watch. It's on my list. That's fine. It's okay. There's no judgment here. Only cruelty. Oh, there's. But, (laughs) But there's this fear demon and it turns out that they're just like an inch tall so we have this close-up of them where we think it's this giant domineering demonic creature saying i will destroy you and then we pan up and it's literally an inch tall and that's what i think of veronica green when she's like i'm gonna destroy the competition it's like girl i will step on you (laughs) i just decided to lay back and show what i could do which turned out to be nothing Nothing. i mean this look is amazing though amazing Less so. Sister, <laughs> sister. Whoa. Whoa. Why? So what is she a mashup of? A furry and a mummy? She's a werewolf. She has a tail. That okay. We oh, know where she got that tail. Why is it blue? And it was at a furry <laughs> convention. The teeth that she has in are so disturbing. When she does the lip sync, I just can't even take it. So you Ginny either Lemon have to look likes- fashion or something. This is not. This is just weird. It's poor. Why is there fur <laughs> emanating from her areola is my question. Look at that sad little ponytail. I know. She has all this hair and none on her head. It's her wolf tail. No, she has a wolf tail in the back, too. <laughs> Thumbs down. Yeah, this is bad. Bimini's, my God, she looks delightful. But what is she? she? Like, it doesn't matter. She's the devil and a Playboy bunny? She's Pamela Anderson <laughs> in hell, right? <laughs> It's supposed to be Pamela two Anderson's monsters matched. I mean, I guess a Playboy Bunny could be a monster. I mean, she looks amazing. Yeah, it, she's, yeah. It's an indictment on the inherent misogyny of the Playboy enterprise. And that's monstrous. And she's combined it with a freaky forehead. Here comes Tace, who really only has her makeup done one way. I think she's gorgeous. But it's the same look every week. Well, it's... Um, Scarlet Bobo's Celine Dion look from Canada, just <laughs> reimagined as the Bride of Frankenstein with long nails. Is she, and she Carrie has Fisher blood. filming the Star Wars? Why does she need all that coke? She has blood coming out of her mouth. She's also a vampire. I heard. Mm. Emma's like, I don't think so. Well, I just okay. I don't know I don't... what the hell Bim and Ira Ginny is. So she's a she's a toxic mistake. And so we'll get into Ginny later, but there is some tea that was not aired in this episode that happened IRL. Are you going to share it now? Okay, let's do it. So spoiler alert. (laughs) What are you waiting for? The seven hour long podcast? We're already in it. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, once we get to the elimination, we'll talk about oh. it. All right. Make us wait. God. So what do we think of this look <laughs> besides it completely matching the background, which is not helpful? So it reminds me a lot of uh, Danny DeVito's The Penguin in <laughs> Batman. Batman. Just her facial features in general, I feel, lend themselves to that character. It's just like, why just pick two? I don't know. It's not my favorite. No. And why is the background green? It doesn't really have a monster no. element. Good call, Emma. Good call. Is she like, did she, was she turned like, from the toxic waste into a monster? I don't know. But here comes Lawrence Cheney to fucking slay the day away. This was very good. Yeah. I mean, I just like her. I don't know why, but this look is amazing. But you're immediately like, oh, Sweeney Todd, of course. You know, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And her hair up like that looks amazing. I feel like her makeup like does change. It was. It reminded me of the super eerie documentaries where they talk about prison tattoos and they have the actual flesh of the deceased prisoners and their tattoos in books. Well, that's why I feel like she was kind of Leatherface plus Sweeney Todd. There we go. Nice. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true. I might have made that up. I think so. Because then she's got a leather or face. She also said, like, Texas yeah. changed That's just her face. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and then I only have one silhouette. My name is Ellie Diamond, and I like to wear a leotard with jabs. Oh, back we go. I don't know what this is supposed to be. Werewolf and goblin? Sure. Yeah, that's easy. She great. looks like... Forgettable. She looks like... She's one of the th- those theater kids from high school who didn't get the part they wanted and were like, oh, you're going to make me a tree? Watch what kind of tree I'm going to be. No lines, bitch. Lines in my fishnet stockings. And why do we have a green background this season? It's really distracting. Not enjoy. Do not enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Tia Coffee looking like more than 1999 for the first time. Nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> so the good. expectations were so low after the first episode, and somehow they kept getting lower until now. And I then know, she but was can't safe. you imagine somebody else would make amazing makeup out of this? And this is not amazing makeup, and we're all like, way to go, Tia. I know. It is very Jinx Monsoon season five level. No. When it was like, Dia de los Muertos. Amazing. No, hers was so much better than this. How dare you? I'm a Jinx you? stan. Obviously not. You're comparing it to this nightmare. I we mean, just really. said she looked good. She does look good for her. For her, yeah. Not for <laughs> drag. And we love her, so she's totally worth it. Now, what is up with Ahura and her broken jaw that she, like, pushes back? This is, so, like, Violet Tchotchke's, like, cinched waist. I don't understand this look at all. I thought this, uh, the first, when I did she get in a when fight? I saw this initially, I thought, oh, my God, is she saying Ike beat her? She's Tina Turner. This is not okay. <laughs> And then she took off her scalp, and I was like, what's happening on this day? Is that her brains? Well, at least she has some. She does. I think she is a smart person. I have a feeling she's had a really rough time of it. I'm glad she shared it with us. Look at all the sympathy we have for a horror after this episode. I love. All it. you have to do is cry. Tell me. Well, you- and say you've had a bad life. And to say that you're beating yourself up more than anyone else, and you just can't deal with it. Helpful. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. It was good. It was we helpful. are obviously easily manipulated by the show. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I'm okay with it. Well, it doesn't make me as sad as your fucking name written here in forever in our death Taiwanese no love <laughs> fact. That was the actual working title. <laughs> death Taiwanese no love yes. fact. <laughs> I have that tattooed on my back in the tramp stamp area. I She's engraved it here in. He thought it was just going to say yes. peace. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the win goes to Lawrence Cheney. Again. 
You do a much better Scottish accent than I do. Agreed. Yeah. I sound like a cow. <laughs> From all the years of watching So I Married an Axe Murderer. Did you ever see that? Mike Myers, yes. and he's talking to his giant head and son. He's like, head, move. He'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on a huge fella. That was off sides, wasn't it? Hoops. Anyway, I loved that movie. <laughs> so, Sister, Sisters in the Bottom and Ginny, do you agree? So, I do think Veronica's runway look, look saved her. Her runway look would save her. The woman look. Okay, first of all, I just got my lips done. Her <laughs> runway look saved her. Totally. So, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know. I thought Ginny was okay. I thought she got maybe a bad edit, but I didn't mind. Her runway look was trash, but I did not mind her performance. I would have put Veronica and Sister Sister probably in the bottom, even though the runway look was so stunning and fierce. Or Ellie. I really didn't like Ellie's, so maybe Sister Sister and Ellie. Yeah, agreed. Ellie didn't get much feedback that we saw, did she? I had a lot of feedback for her. So I feel like she wasn't, yeah, I agreed, but I feel like... (laughs) I don't remember thinking she was in danger, no. but I also don't remember being impressed by her. Yeah, I feel like they, she was just not focused on this week. But this is also <laughs> disease week on um, the RuPaul shows on Men in Wigs. So they're like, why can't you wear a heel, Ginny? And she's like, well, I was just diagnosed with fibromyalgia before I got here. And if that's true, I don't know that she should be there at all. You're going to be exhausted. You have to stand around for 12 hours a day. If you're flaring up, you're going to be in a ton of pain. So the So she leaves. So it starts, and she kisses them goodbye. She says, I'm going to be punk rock like I've always been, and she just walks out. And then we have to watch Sister Sister painfully lives thing all by herself. Couldn't they just call it and be like, Dunzo? I would have I, I would have loved if RuPaul said, now, sashay away, Sister Sister. Shantae, you stay. Absent space. I know. I just love Michelle's like, what's happening? Uh, she left. So what's your tea? Yeah. God. So evidently... This was edited out, but Ginny Lemon went off on RuPaul in emotionally volatile state, started yelling at her, screaming at her, claiming it was bullshit that she was in the bottom. It was bullshit that Estina went home and had that moment. And then they edited, they edited that out later and just had her walking away. So apparently huh. when they were talking to all the queens, because Ahura even said, this is going to be the most wild episode ever. This will change your life. And if it was just a Bendela Krem moment, again, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. She like told everyone off and then stormed out. Well, you know, they're not going to show that. Exactly. But it happened according to Reddit. It must be true. I do think it is time for sister, sister to get out. She's kind believe? of the Elliot with two T's of this episode of this season. Yeah. We started this season with Joe Black, Ellie Diamond, Estina, and those three at one point were all in my top three. They went home. Then Ginny no, Lemon. Ellie Diamond's still there. The second queen to leave was... Um, did I say... You did. Oh, Cherry Valentine. Cherry yes. Valentine. I want Ellie Diamond to leave, but Cherry Valentine. Um, and somehow we've got Sister Sister and Ellie Diamond still there. It's just like, what the hell, kids? Ellie Diamond can paint. I don't know that she can do anything else. And she has a very low level of self-awareness. That makes her think she's super good at dancing, super good at making clothes. (laughs) She's really good at making that same outfit again and again. So still a good episode. Much better the second time when I was conscious watching it. So, I wish we would have seen the drama. Oh, my Uh, God, yes. But maybe he saved her. So Nick wants the drama when it's coming at Rue. Correct. I don't know. I get tired of Willem constantly, 20 years later, still bitching about Rue all the time. Well, sure, because it's not to Rue's face. If someone said to Rue... You basic pulled that badge off of Tia Coffee, ran and put it on her fucking forehead. Would have been amazing. Jesus. Oh my God, who's the rapper who got a twenty-four million dollar diamond put in his head? 
Oh, I don't know. Was it Lil Uzi Vert or was it someone else? <laughs> well, are you saying actual words? <laughs> was it Uzi uh, Disease Benadryl? Maybe. What's his name? Lil Uzi Vert? Oh, it is. Uzi, you're right. <laughs> just how? I just, I mean, how $24 I? million. Dollars, and don't worry, he paid it off over time. <laughs> All right, let's hit it. Let's go to the chat and hit this episode with some gemstones. But now that I know what it could have been, I feel like it gets a lower score. Same. Thanks for ruining it. You're welcome. Okay, let me know when you're ready. Nick's ready, I guess, because he already oh. finished. <laughs> oh, we're all pretty similar. Yes, 86, 87, 88. Emma being the nicest. Shocker. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. I had 86 first. But I, I had 88, and I switched it to 86. <laughs> we're all starting to share everything. So we represented across the board as we wanted regardless. We can't help it. So I'm still way into it. I'm loving it. I'm grateful for it. I would watch it 100 times over instead of that other terrible game movie you made me watch. So <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a game movie. It was a human movie. All right, should we go on to the main events? I don't have a picture, but we come back into the workroom. Can you still mad about everything? Done. Yeah, all of it is just so pointless. I feel like it's unfortunate right now that the edit that Gottmik is getting is making me dislike him. And for the first trans man to be on the show, not that they should get a free pass, but they do decide in editing, like, all right, this week you're going to hate this person. This week we're going to show you all this negativity. Like even letting him see his parents, I thought was annoying. Like you, on top of <laughs> all the praise that you're getting, you get to see your parents and they get to use your chosen name. And it just didn't work. I felt like they were like saying, oh no, got mixing the mean girls, but we got to make sure everybody still likes him. I will say with this mean girls thing, got Mick is edging herself out much like Alaska did. Like when Tina Burner was like, mean girls on three. And Candy was like, you know it. Got Mick was like, I don't want to be. <laughs> well, she also was defending Candy big time last week and untucked and everything. And like, right, why are you doing that, Tina? Well, and then they all went out together and were kikiing about these other girls. It, I mean, anytime you gang up on people when you're already in a position of power within the competition, it's not going to bode well. It's always unseemly. I know, but they were right. We still have only had the winners win. No one from the Pork Chop Lounge has won yet. I know. I hate that. I know. That. It sucks. Well, Utica should have won mm-hmm. 100% last week. Yes. So RuPaul comes to the room the next day and they are going to pair up for the challenge. And then whoever you pair up with then is going to be your pro- challenge partner for the rest of the time. Things that I love about this, Utica and Olivia Lux being a little adorable twosome of kindness. And then <laughs> Olivia Lux teaching Utica how to be on TV, like a little baby kitten who's taken on like a puppy as her brood because its parents died or something. You know, the Dodo videos where she's just like, say the mean thing that you said about Tina, but louder. So they get it on TV. <laughs> Say it. Say it so they can hear. It was so fucking cute. They're the cutest little rabble rousers. And you know afterwards, they're like, oh, my God, we stirred some drama. Adorable. I also do like Denali and Rosé becoming a bit of a twosome. Because, I mean, we saw... if you put them together, you get one whole personality? They are poor. Not even. But when they're... Like, you saw when Denali was about to lip sync for her life, for her legacy, for the fucking lip sync crown against Kimora Hall... 
Rosé was getting emotional with her, like, do it. And we haven't seen any of their friendship thus far, but clearly they're close. Well, and according to Rosé's Twitter, you just wait. So clearly they're going to be on the show for quite some time. Thanks for the spoilers. (laughs) So they grab her partners. It looks like Tamisha grabs... Utica. Utica. And then Olivia had kind of given her eyeballs. And she's like, Olivia was first. And I don't think Utica lies, so. No, Olivia was first, but you could definitely see Utica with the other hand pushing Tamisha away. (laughs) Which is brutal. Brutal. But Tamisha's cool. She's like, Elliot, calm down. Like, who did you think you were going to be partnered with? Everyone hates you. At least I can dance. Yeah, she absolutely can. We've got Elliot with two T's, one of the T's standing for to dancer, and Tamisha. And then we've got <laughs> Olivia Lux and Utica. We've got a three-person team of the mean girls. Fuck all of this nonsense. Tina Burner, Candy Muse, Got Meg, and then we've got Denali and Rose. And Simone and Lalaurie. So the challenge is to make an outfit very quickly, but it seems like they get a lot of work done out of these really cool Seriously? wallpapers and then make up a story about it. And take a picture in front of the wallpaper. Got Mick looks cool. She's got a lot of makeup on. Yeah, Got Mick and Elliot with two T's were my favorite. Here's Utica. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Stronger when Paul's like, that bitch around. is crazy. <laughs> so then they find out the main challenge is going to be a disco documentary called a disco mentry. Well, Elliot with two T's and Tamisha <laughs> do win. They do. $2,500 to wherever this cool wallpaper came from. <laughs> So we go to learn <laughs> some choreography with another frosted tip gentleman who's going to show everybody how to get it done. That sounds like Liz Lemon describing a pimp. <laughs> kind of. When he says, you're doing hip, I want you to do dick. Let's all practice together. <laughs> Cut to orgy. So not to be annoying, but they were learning like the hula hoop, both of them on their right hand. And then the day of Tamisha had to do it on her left hand. And then Rosé and, Den- and Denali learned the same choreography. And then they had to mirror each other also. You're like, wow, that's a lot. That's not nice. Um, uh-uh. Utica not and uh, Olivia Lux dancing with a pillowcase. I didn't feel like disco. I mean, Olivia Lux looked amazing. She is a goddess. She is what life is made for. But I didn't understand why they made her carry a pillowcase. <laughs> Olivia fucking turned it. She looked amazing. Yeah. What is Utica wearing? I don't know. That I mean, was a really nice looks... collective sigh from the brothers. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> it's really the lapels are such a problem. So it reminds me of like a Mary Tyler Moore mid 70s sort of look. And then she just made it into bell bottoms. I don't hate it, but I do agree with Carson with the founding father's pony. It's not a great situation. I'm not saying they have to be cohesively dressed, but. This is two different shows, right? This is the clown that comes out in the middle between acts to go, and then the star. They shouldn't be on stage together. I didn't, it didn't work at all for me. Yeah, I have the same critique for Utica as I do for Candy, where they're influencing too much of this very specific iconic era with their own sort of personality twists that feel very modern and anachronistic. And in the words of Tamisha Iman, I do not like the character that they are presenting of Tina Burner, but she threw down in this dance. Always wear fringe in a dancing talent. And we've learned nothing else this season. It was a fringe, but it was her face. Seriously? She brought it. Like even Denali and Rosé, I thought were dead eyed. And Tina was like, I am dancing. Move over. I was like, okay. 
Where she is a performer. Been? Yeah. I know. And I feel like just like what happened between last episode and this episode with Olivia Lux, I'm always safe, winner. I feel like with the comedy challenge, Tina Burner is going to come to play. I feel like when the pressure comes and you're the comedy queen, they usually don't do it. I know. But those are for people who have normal emotions. This is Tina Burner. All she see, like, she doesn't even see colors. She can only see orange, yellow, <laughs> and red. Well, I'm going to give her snaps and props for throwing it together. In this she challenge. looks great. Yeah. Um, got me got completely <laughs> lost, completely terrified. It's just this little waif is trying to do these moves and he is just not built for it. I know. All gorgeous. the faces in the talking heads from got are like a little too much for me. <laughs> but, and once again, they all look like a cohesive team, right? Yeah. Luckily sure, for them, yeah, they, they all had great. something red, but I think Olivia and Utica shot themselves. I know Olivia ends up winning, but. And I also think Utica should have been in the bottom, but had they come out as a lead? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I also thought Elliot and Tamisha, Tamisha's face didn't do a good job, but like she just, yeah, she's thinking too much. I mean, if you had a fucking colostomy bag, you'd probably be thinking too, but also their outfits don't work together. Can you believe she did all of this with a stoma? Like there was literally a hole in her stomach connected to her intestines for fecal matter and waste, and she's doing all of this. Well, and I researched it, and they smell. Like, you have to, like, get really good at changing it on a regular basis of putting, like, a deodorizer in there, and it's really uncomfortable, and it's an open wound. And I talked to a nurse friend of mine who is a Drag Race fan, and he said, oh, my God, I cannot believe she's doing this. Because remember it's when a couple, I was like, it looks like it hurts when she's dancing, and then she's like, it feels uncomfortable. You know, I can't do what I can do. It's kind of sad that she didn't wait another year to really be able yeah. to throw it down, but she'll get an All-Stars Arc. Absolutely. Bob yeah. got her from yeah, 4,000 followers, 40,000 followers to almost 200,000. She's in the top three most followed queens. That's great. And she deserves of the it. season of the season. Absolutely. She does. So um, do you know who's number two? No. Utica. <laughs> Wild. And then number one is Gamek. Gamek already had like 200,000 followers she did. before the season yeah. started. Um, but one, but Tamisha's makeup was amazing. God, she looks amazing. She looked very good. You could see the pain in her eyes. And yeah, if you're like every movement is agitating this open wound. That was a weighted. With a fucking hula hoop. That was a weighted hula hoop. Because uh, <gasps> I've seen them. Why couldn't she have gotten the pillowcase? <laughs> that might have hurt too, like ripping open those stitches. Like there's nothing. And she really didn't tell anybody because yeah. on Twitter they were all like, I didn't know she had an ostomy bag. Oh my God. Oh so my she, God. they were, they were, and then once she gets over there and like hula hoops around, Elliot with two T's and they're like working it together. I thought they were really cute, but they also did not seem to be in the yeah. same disco. I do find it interesting that in the land of here's my childhood trauma while we're putting on makeup, Tamisha's just like, judge me on my talent, judge me where I'm at, judge me not by the literal hole in my stomach. Denali and Rose, I thought were flat. I'm glad they knew the choreography, but yeah. it wasn't like a show. And I thought like the Denali who did 100% pure love was not the same as this chick. Yeah, it's the difference between like a technically perfect singer and a performer. And all the moves were right. They hit them well, but there was no emotion. There was no vibe. There was no growl. Especially Rosé. They like pan on her face and she is dead eyed. And I know they're not performing for anybody. RuPaul and everyone's to the right. But you got to turn it on. Denali posted on Twitter, made a panic wig change decision after we got our choreo. Don't worry, I'm burning the wig. (laughs) Good. The outfit yeah. was bad. The wig was Seems bad. Right. It was all bad, bad. I did like Rose's look, though. Yeah. I thought that was very cute. So, if you had to pick a winning team, who would you have picked? 
team. Yeah, team. Not we didn't even talk about La La Ri and Simone I know. yet. They were boring. This episode. Simone does not yeah. know how to dance or hold choreography, and La La Ri is a great performer. There, we talked about them. Um, winning team. <sighs> I mean, obviously, Olivia Lux won the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Hands down, boots full. Maybe Denali and Rosé. Yeah, because they were just boring, but they were both boring in the same way. Yeah, they were cohesive <laughs> at least. So then we go back to the workroom for Candy Muse. My mom was always in jail. I get defensive a lot. I'm sorry I lost my temper. I don't normally lose my temper like that. Olivia used to be 300 pounds. And then Tamisha grew up. Oh, my God. Denali, worst actress. Utica and Denali, worst actresses. Hey, Candy, tell us about your worst fight. <laughs> that would be the bad door with the people that my head. Oh, tell us about that, Candy. You're like, okay. And then Denali's, Tamisha's like, I grew up in the projects. Denali's like, you did? I didn't know that. I know. So we go to the runway for a little black dress. And Tina Burner, guess what? Doesn't wear a little black dress. Oh my God. She comes out in coveralls. She gets closer. There's Trixie and uh, Rockham. I would totally agree with Trixie Mattel that once again, she's going to open up those coveralls <laughs> and wear sorry. a dress that does not fit in any way or flatter her at all. I'm sorry, Derek Berry. What'd you say? Trixie Mattel? <laughs> Trixie Mattel. <laughs> this dress does not flatter her in any way. Maybe she's not trying to do female illusion. I don't know what she's trying to do. I do not think, and this is a helpful tip from America. I do not think she should ever wear that wig style again. She needs something with more body. She's yeah. already a very <laughs> mannish dude. And just to balance proportion, she should always have like a Trixie size wig. Yeah, I don't know what she's going for. I really. I do agree. I, I mean, her legs oh. are great, and maybe yes. she just like knows that are, and so she keeps going for sh mini dresses to show off legs. But they it's that's hard fine. To proportionize a mini dress, but it seems like she's just showing her legs because she knows that's good, and assuming everything else will look good because of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what silhouette would look good on her. It's just the shoulders are bad. There's no waist. This dress is terrible. We can agree on that, right? Yes. <laughs> I like I like the theme of it, I will say. I don't think it makes sense for the little black dress. Candy Muse and her come to start Gerson. So, first of all, she's been ex she excommunicated herself from the house of Aja and yet wore a Comme de Garçon inspired look just as Aja did for the Lady Gaga challenge, but worse. Why is there paint in her hair? Why is there paint on her Why arm? is she wearing a mini why is she holding a mini dress? Like it's mini purse season. Did no one get the memo? Everyone has a tiny purse. But I really don't understand. Like, someone came and painted her dress, and then they also painted her face. Like, what? I don't. I'm, it's interesting-ish. For a little it black sort of dress. Reminds me, dress. It reminds me of all those, like, body-blocking things from, like, the early 2010s when everyone had those, like, colored slits that made them look, like, ridiculously hourglass-shaped. Okay. Yeah. I think I like it. I don't need the mini, and I, I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't want the paint on her face. But I think if I imagine that all going away, I think I like it more. And if she were a more likable character at this moment. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, exactly. She's not a likable character yeah. right now. So, uh, you know. I will say her non-painted, like her non-black paint and her just makeup paint looks gorgeous. And I do like wet wigs. I don't care what anyone says. It depends. I like Joey J's a lot. This This is a mess to me. Yeah. This like weird chest paint, the hair. I don't yeah. get it. Maybe I'm just not cool enough. <laughs> yeah. Little beard is bad. Got Mick? I don't like So, it. conceptually, I think it's very fun. Like, 
little black dress. This is the littlest black dress that I could possibly do. I think once again, he's getting a bad edit and I feel like it's a lot of referential looks to Violet Chachki. Balls out. Balls out for Gottmik for doing this. Like she just had top surgery last year and now she is fully naked on stage. Great. But I don't feel this look. It doesn't work for me. No, I mean, I am totally fine with him going as naked as he wants with his drag. Like that doesn't, that's not, I mean, I thought Simone was also pretty naked and looked great. Oh my God, Simone was so naked. A a dress shaped merkin. It just isn't that. (laughs) It's like a merkin. (laughs) Right. Like it just, I don't don't like the shape. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like they could have done something more interesting. Well, why isn't it sparkling? I want a sparkling merkin. I feel like the creative. (laughs) concept with her and the designer was little black dress let's make it very little where can i put it my junk done oh you know what else i'm not feeling this <laughs> ellie, with two, ellie with two t's has just appeared on our screens and it's poor well and to just think i don't need to do anything more than this it's just a little black dress and a it's terrible that little. necklace you know what i mean and she had a coat on she's yeah, missing some fashion points she's from vegas where's she from vegas vegas yeah, yeah. well there we go Tamisha Iman, look at her face and that wig. God. And then you're like, is it poofy around the middle for her ostomy bag? You know? I know. I did think that was probably convenient. And how is she getting away with that? Is she wearing a corset over her bag? I don't even know. I don't know. But this is the face. This is a stunning face and hair. My God. No, that's Helen of Troy. I would go to war for her. (laughs) (laughs) You won't even leave the house. Olivia Lux. For Tamisha, Tamisha, Aman, I'm coming for you. So this is also a terrible dress, but who gives a shit? Because she is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so Elliot, if you'd stepped up the styling, this dress is terrible. This is this is so bad. This is an H&M dress that you put stones on. This is awful. It's a 15-year-old mall dress. Like, it's not even current (laughs) with those No. It's so bad. It's so bad. That do not match her skin, and the shoes are awful, and then none of it matters because she is gorgeous. Yeah, because all that hair, that face, that performance, and done. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here comes everyone's favorite fashion clown, Unica. Okay, so I'm going to say something controversially brave. I enjoyed this look a lot. Explain it to me, please. We wanted, I like campy drag. And when it goes too high fashion, like I just said, sometimes it can be underwhelming just because we're doing the fanfare for the sake of it. The fact that she was like, I'm my earrings was a little hokey pokey, (laughs) a touch annoying. I get it. But I thought it was a fun look, even if she wasn't her earring. And the fact that it had that campy twist, I did enjoy. She looks insane. She took red lipstick and circled it around her mouth. She has gold on her arms, silver on her face. I don't, I don't like it. I don't get it. Campy drag to me usually makes me smile because it's like this made me smile. No, it didn't. I liked it. I agree. I don't think the lips were as necessary. Like. I think she could have edited the earrings a little bit, especially since no one was going to be able to see them to get the reference. <laughs> but I did. I made dress. I made. She I made throws them. But it just it made. I was like, I got the Audrey Hepburn. I got that little back dress, and then I liked that her body was shiny. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I were very much just like nice <laughs> to get a baby wipe and attack her face and take all that makeup <laughs> off. It is driving me crazy. Good. It reminded me of. Someone who Fran Lebowitz would be friends with, who partied at Studio 54, never actually transitioned away from that phase, and at in her 80s is still rocking out, falling asleep in glitter. Agreed. Denali is going to a spider funeral. 
I don't know what's happening here. Again, do these girls not know how to apply prosthetics? Because this was a step above Astina's for sure, but there still wasn't a lot of blending with the eyes to her face. And she did do the Katya reveal where it was just like, oh, look, eyes. Which was fun. I don't know. I feel like conceptually enjoyable in reality. Eh. It sucks because I like her so much. Maybe just from 100% pure love. Mm-hmm. I just like the vibe of her as a person and I'm rooting for her and I need her to like step up. What the fuck is Rosé wearing? Bob the drag queen said she what looks like a black maxi pad on the runway. Yes. And then Rock'em Sakura said she looked like a single cell. <laughs> like the start of life. Have you not watched America's Next Top Model? Never lose your neck. Never lose your neck. And have you not listened to Violet Tchotchke? Never lose your waist. Or Michelle Visage. It looks like she's a loofah that managed to scour off some septic dead flesh. That's not what you want to see coming out of the shower. No. No. But she did She did say during Untucked or whatever it was backstage, like, I'm trying for perfection. If you knew me in New York, I'm, like, falling over myself, the drunk one, you know? Yeah. Lollary so came with $3 in her pocket. It was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, the face looks gorgeous. I love the Naomi Campbell hair. Again, it's just the same thing with her bag look. From the neck down, I just do not live. If she had two more inches nope. on her dress... She took Four Christmas tinsel and put it around her younger sister's dress that she borrowed, and that is what we got. Not cute. It is little. Not cute. Love her. It's low. There's her <laughs> hanging out there at the bottom. That's a lot. The Pikachu. And you think you know how to do shiny Lalaurie? Let me introduce you to Simone. Oh my god. <laughs> Again, does she just bathe in the blood of her enemies before walking that runway? Because she is slick. Always. I love this outfit. I don't know about the hair. I don't know enough about hair to know anything. But <laughs> It was a rue nod, right? Right. I just thought the dress was insane. Yeah, I loved it. Nice. And her little whale yeah. tail. She looks stunning. And the whale tail was very nice. <laughs> Ew. I know. I, know, I hated I that too. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. So who would you say is the winner this week? Would you agree it's Livy Locks? Yeah. I thought Tina Burner was up there. Um, as not with that as, runway outfit. Well, I mean, Olivia's wasn't ideal. I mean, yeah, exactly. Her hair was amazing. Her hair was amazing. It's not quite an outfit. It overwhelmed the lack of outfit. If we're just yeah, both Tina and Olivia had questionable dresses. Tina had questionable hair as well. Whereas Olivia brought the hair and makeup game. Tina right. is such a dude. She's like, who would have thought I'd be in the top, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not me, TB. Certainly not me. <laughs> so we go to the lip sync, and it's Tamisha and Candy. And I Dude, thought they Blue both- Cantrell's hit him up style. Like, I cannot think of a more Tamisha song. She was in the height of her peak when this was all over the radio. It's such a bop. And then the fact that Candy sent her home on this, tragedy. She should have hit her up style. <laughs> When the man wanna get buck wild, let's go back and hit a buck. I used to play this for like a week straight. I was having a rough week um, at work, and every time once all the guests left, I would blare hit 'em up style, and I'd just be like, "If your man wanna get buck wild, then go back and hit 'em up style." So fun. I thought Tamisha had some really good moments. I thought Candy had a lot of intensity. Who was your winner? At the moment, it was Tamisha. When I rewatched it today, I guess it is Candy, but 
They focus on Tamisha for a while while Candy's standing in the back doing nothing. Yeah. Then Candy goes to lay down on the ground. They don't focus on her at all until she tries to get up and slips. And you're like, eh. They've caught on to us now. They know that we know that they know that we know that they know. <laughs> or... Or Candy Muse was just so fucking shitty that entire time. They only had four seconds of her being. She had some fire at the end. I think Tamisha was getting tired. She can't do her dance moves. She has an open wound and an ostomy bag. No, I mean, maybe it's for the best that Tamisha went home. I think she needs to rest. (laughs) Yeah. I feel the same way about Ginny. Yeah. You know, you're six months out of treat. Like, if you had cancer, if you started treatment a year ago and you just started to learn how to walk again six months ago, you're not even in like the healing phase yet. So mm. go home and rest that little ostomy bag. And they were real cute. She hugged Candy goodbye. Candy was crying hysterically because she almost lost. <laughs> yeah. um, but Tamisha left with so, I mean, she seemed as, as genuine as Estina did. Like, mm. I got to go. This is so great. I would have liked to stay longer, but I did what I came here to do. So bye. Yeah. That is a pageant girl. She knows how to lose well. At least in front of the cameras. But it seemed genuine. Yeah, like Alyssa Edwards knows how to lose, but she doesn't. She seemed pissed. She was there to win. Tamisha was like, I just want to live. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just got 100,000 more followers. I'm going to make money off of this. I'm going to have a career regardless of the pandemic. I'm going to these, sell these damn high top shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Life it is, is amazing. Be better. Like, drag queens really can't get to that next level unless they're on drag race. Like Tamisha Amon literally has a fucking dynasty. And how many people outside of Atlanta knew of her until this moment? And now how many people would die for her? Not that many. (laughs) Where my people at? Where my people at? Just you and Bob the Drag Queen, I think. All right, let's hit up the chat for some gemstones. Ready? Ready. No. Whoa. Nick 84, Julie 87, Emma 90. She's Wow, look at her. I had to take it down a couple points because Tamisha left. I know, yeah. but I do think she left so well. Like, she left in such a touching way. Like, I was glad she sort of got through to Candy. But mostly I just felt like she did a really good job for herself and she was able to really speak for herself and be heard by the world, if not the girls in the workroom. And But I feel like even the girls in the workroom, you know, had to learn to respect Tamisha. They shouldn't have had to learn. They should have just respected her. They should have. Um... Yeah, so looking forward to next week. Bring it. Get your buzzers ready. Emma, what's your buzzer going to be? Ah. And Nick? We'll stick with Bing, Julie. (laughs) All right, we're going to do a quick new girl quiz. Ah! Okay. (laughs) In the pilot episode, why does Jess Jess need to find a new place to live? Bing! Nick? She comes home to find her boyfriend cheating on her. Ding, 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 ding. He's so fast right now. <laughs> what apartment number does the gang reside in? Ah, 40. Emma. Yes. What is the name of the main character in Nick's novel that he writes? Ah. Bing. Pepperwood. Emma. Julius What's Pepperwood. His... Yes. <laughs> Emma. Um, oh, this is, well. What is the name of the drinking game the roommates play? Bing. Ah. Yes. True America. Correct. What makes Cece decide she needs to become serious about settling down, leading to her, leading her to allow her ah, family bing, to settle? Bing, 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 bing. Nick. She finds out that she has very few viable eggs remaining. So sad. Get to your buzzers, ladies and gentlemen. What is the name of Winston's cat? Ah. Emma. Bing. <laughs> Emma. Ferguson. 
<laughs> Which of the following quotes from Schmidt did not require him to put money in the douchebag jar? Can I hit you up with some tea, a little herb tea, some tea bag action? Or has anyone seen my good peacoat? Or darn it, has anyone seen my croquet cleats? Or don't pretend to know my pain. Bing. Nick. Don't pretend to know my pain. Correct. I didn't know that. <laughs> How did Schmidt and Nick first meet? Ah. Bing. Yes, Nick. In college. Yes. They were roommates. They were roommates. What is the name of the bar where Nick works? It's an animal that is two things. Uh-huh. Bing. Yeah. No, I don't know. The red fox. No, it has like wings and it's a lion, I think. Isn't Bing. It? Yeah. Griffin. Griffin, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Schmidt pretend to be in order to pick up girls? Ah. Bing. Ooh, that was Ty. Try again. Go. Ah. Bing. Still Ty. Go. Ah. Bing. <laughs> Good. The answer is tag Rami. Here we go. No, you were just doing that for your amusement. No, you really were hitting it on both cylinders for me. What is the name of the character who first proposes to Cece? Ah. Shebrang. Emma. Yes, Shebrang. Nice. <laughs> I was going to say Roger. Which of the following is not a job that, she- that Jess holds? Teacher, vice principal, server at the casserole shanty, or dog trainer? Ah. Bing. Nick. Dog trainer. Correct. What is the name of Jess, Nick, and Schmidt's landlord? You know this, Emma. Uh-huh. Oh. I know his character from Buffy. Does that count? <laughs> uh, it's a brand of liquor. Uh. It ends with Martin. It's a liqueur. Remy Martin. Remy, Remy. good job, Nick. And Julie. What career path was <laughs> Nick on before he dropped off to become a bartender? <laughs> Big. Yes, Nick. <laughs> Lawyer. Yes. <laughs> When Winston makes a serious career decision, what does he end up doing? Ah. Big. Police Emma. Yes. What is Winston notoriously known for taking way too far? Bing. Yes. Franks. <laughs> or. Or. Not way far too small. enough. <laughs> Bonus point, Emma. Over the years, Jess has attempted to orchestrate a plan involving her parents. What's that plan called? Bing. Yep. Parent trap. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Where was Winston playing basketball before he moved to the loft? Ah, Latvia. Bing. Correct. Good job, guys. The score is <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have a great week. And if you want to see the amazing slideshows that a person who really barely understands Google Drive put together, <laughs> they are available. Thanks to Emma at TakesPod.com. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Woo-hoo. Nick. Thank you. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>